Hi, you're listening to Financial Coach Ruthie from FinancialResuscitationWithRuthie.com where we discuss all things related to resuscitating your finances, rehabilitating your dreams, and how to restore your legacy. Today is my first podcast with a non-family member guest. Today I'm speaking to Jessica Fox, who is a life coach. Jessica and I go way back. I first met Jessica when I was living in Calgary 13 years ago and met her through a friend, a mutual friend of ours. And then we moved from Calgary to a small town north of Edmonton. And I thought, oh, I'll probably never see Jessica again. Um, and then bam, randomly out of nowhere, I'm working in the emergency department of a local hospital. Um, when someone comes up and says, hey, Ruthie, is that you? And I turn around and it's Jessica. And it turns out she's also moved to the same small town and is visiting someone in the emergency room. So that's a small world, I think. And I think that God definitely places people in our lives for a reason. And I I think God definitely orchestrated um, our meeting and our friendship over the years since then. Um, I'm not, I can't remember how long she had lived in Westlock for, I think probably almost eight to 10 years somewhere there. So yeah, that's really cool. My first two podcasts had been with uh, men in my life who are men of few words, they don't say a lot. So I'm going to assume that this podcast is going to go a little bit longer just because Jessica and I usually don't speak for a brief amount of time. Usually it goes, um, we have long conversations. So I'm excited for this. Um, I've gone to Jessica for counseling in the past um, because in her past life she was a pastor and I found it to be very beneficial so although she is not my life coach I would presume presume, uh, that she is awesome in what she does based on my previous experience with her. All right so Jessica. Yes, ma'am. You are my first non-family member guest. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> and I, I think you'll have a lot more to say than my two, uh, the two men in my life that I've interviewed on here because they don't talk a lot. So. Ah. Well, thank you for having me. That's a pl- it's such a privilege. Yeah, no problem. Um, I was just thinking about um, when we first met and how, um, yeah, like we met like 13 years ago with a mutual friend and then I thought oh well we moved out of Calgary I thought okay I'll never see Jessica again and then bam I'm working in the emergency (laughs) department and all of a sudden I ran into you so yeah yeah it's amazing how we ended up in the same small town yeah exactly um Mm -hmm. yeah I just think it's kind of cool how God places people in your life for a certain period and yeah absolutely yep very very cool to experience that so Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so in um in a previous life you were a pastor (laughs) I was yes and I remember you telling me at the time that you had a life coach in your own life um and I was just kind of curious what that experience was like and what made you get into coaching yourself sorry just one second the joys no, of working okay. from home is that there's sometimes <laughs> a lot of noise, even though you're on an interview, but I'm just gonna, no, okay, we're good. Sorry about that. Um, so when I was in ministry, I didn't have a life coach as much as I had mentors in my life. Okay. Um, so, um, but you know, it's always, 
important, especially as leaders and as people in uh, life, that you have others that you give permission to speak into you, to give you support and accountability, no matter what that looks like. Mm-hmm, for sure. So. Um, definitely had uh, mentors in my life that did that for me at that time. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, throughout the course of uh, my journey, um, I, I, I've, I've transitioned out of um, a formal ministry role into um, creating my own business as a, as a certified health and life coach. Yeah. And that, that's, that was, that's been a really interesting journey for me. Um, when I was in ministry, one of the things that I noticed was that um, when I was working with people on a spiritual aspect, they would have issues in their health, in their heart, in their mindset, in their emotional health. And it, what really came to light for me in my journey um, as a pastor was that, you know, we really are people of, that have a body, mind, and spirit. And it's really hard for someone to experience Um, more of a holistic health and and outlook in life when parts of you are really sick. And while I was given permission to speak into the spiritual side of life for um, my parishioners, I I didn't have permission to talk into the other aspects. And Mm, what I was noticing is that the people were really struggling. Um, And I started to connect the dots that, you know, we, we need to be working in a holistic way, body, mind, and spirit. And so I started kind of exploring, and this came out of my own journey too. I was having health issues um, at the time. And and I started, I stumbled across health coaching actually. Um, And fast forward, I I was, you know, I was curious about it, but I didn't do anything with it. Well, I ended up um, experiencing severe burnout um, in my, in ministry. Yeah. And what happened there, I, 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 it wasn't just like, I feel burned out. Like a lot of people say, no, um, it was, um, full blown burnout, um, clinically, actually clinically depressed, clinically taken off work and placed on disability because I was so fatigued and burned out. I, I literally couldn't get out of bed for the first part of my, yeah, for the first part of my recovery. Um, in that process, I ended up losing my position. I lost pretty much everything and um, really needed to, I started digging deep within myself. Yeah. And what I realized was while I loved ministry, I realized that I enjoy working with people on more of, uh, in, in a broader and more fuller, full aspect. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, going back to that body, mind, and spirit. And so as part of my recovery, I chose to become a certified health and life coach. And um, because I wasn't sure if, if working within the church walls was really going to be the best fit for me anymore. And so I wanted to explore what that, what still working with people outside of the context of the four walls of the church would look like. Yeah. And so that's what I ended up doing. And it's, it's been really an interesting journey. Um, you know, I, I now I am a certified health and life coach and I'm the founder of Jessica Fox coaching. Yeah. And one of the things that I love, um, through this process, I am, I am a mom. I've been married for 12 years. I have three young children. My eldest just turned seven yesterday and my youngest is one and uh, I've got a four-year-old in between and I've had to navigate the work at home journey 
um, yeah. through this process. And part of the reason I burned out was because I was still working from home, both as pastor and, and I had my daughter with me. Um, and, and I really did it wrong. And so, um, learning from the process of burnout, yeah. I've decided to take my skills both from ministry as well as the tools that I've learned um, through my life coaching and health coaching certification yeah. to create programs for women like, like me who are working from home, who desire to both build business as a solo entrepreneur, but also want to raise their kids. Yeah. And so I've developed some programs now that help women navigate the work at home life in a way where they can really thrive successfully and confidently in both their business and their motherhood. For sure. And it's a, it's such a huge change from having like a congregation that you're kind of accountable to, right? To, or being, they're almost like so many different bosses, right? To then being your own boss or just being accountable to that client, right? And I don't know, it's just totally different switch, right? Um, it, it's different in, in the realm of context in which I get to work with people, yeah. um, but still very fulfilling and very valuable. Um, mm -hmm. I, I find that I have more permission now to work with someone to see breakthrough in every aspect of their life rather yeah. than just focusing on the spiritual aspect. And, I, and I, I'm appreciating that a lot more now. Yeah, the freedom to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the favorite or your favorite thing about coaching so far? Oh, my favorite thing about coaching is the, the journey of my clients. I love walking with my clients on their journey. Yeah. I love to be with them as they discover the breakthroughs that they need to take them to the next level in their life and what it is that they're pursuing. You know, um, the, I, I, I tell people like my business, Jessica Fox Coaching exists to empower women to be fully realized in their purpose, power, and potential. Yeah. And it's, it's a privilege as a coach to journey with others, to journey with women as they discover that for themselves and step into that in a really powerful way. Nice. Yeah. So cool to see people's, yeah, their lives change, right? And sometimes, I don't know, I, I find that with nursing, yeah, you don't really see that a lot. And with the coaching part of it, I think hopefully we get to see that more, right? And Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a given with coaching because when somebody is investing in you as a coach, they're investing in their own transformation, Yeah. you know, and it just so happens I might be, you know, a, a few miles down on the freeway compared to somebody else. And so I get to share not only my training, but my life experiences in a way that fast tracks them to their own breakthrough and fast tracks yeah. them into the life that they want to create for themselves. So Perfect. it's a, it's a journey and a privilege. Would you, um, so in saying that, what, what would you say if somebody has a life coach that's say 22 and doesn't have as much life experience, um, would you say that that would be, I guess it depends on that 22 year old as well, but maybe they wouldn't have as much advice to give or help, right? Well, you know, the thing about coaching is, I, I, you know, I'm in the business of habit transformation. So it's not just my life experiences per se, but also the training and the tools that I can give you that are going to elicit the habit change in your life that is going to be long lasting. And so, you know, this isn't to say that somebody who has received an incredible training can't help you on your journey. Yeah. There is such value in, in finding a coach that gives you the tools to transform habits because transformation of habits 
you know, habits of thinking, habits of behavior, all of those things, that is what is going to create the long lasting results that you're looking for. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, if somebody's trained really, really well and knows how to use their program and resources in a way that elicits change in someone else's life, awesome. But you do want to make sure that if you're looking for a coach, that it it is somebody, honestly, I think it's more important that if you're going to hire a coach, that your coach has a coach. Because when we are on this journey, we need somebody who I have to be open to being coached and to receiving and being an open vessel and having someone pouring into me so that I can in turn pour into somebody else. So it's not necessarily the age because, you know, I speaking out of my own journey at 22, I had been through yeah. how I'm back again already. So I had yeah. a lot of life experience for a 22 year old. Yeah. Um, so you know, I don't think age as much as, as training, but also leaders are always, always people who allow themselves to be led. They always are opening themselves up to being poured into. And I think that's a more important trait than somebody's age, that they also are coachable themselves and teachable themselves and have somebody who's investing their lives because leaders allow themselves to be invested in. For sure. And then the same for like your clients, right? You want kind of that idea that they're, that they're teachable too, right? (laughs) If you get a client that's not teachable, what do you do with that situation, right? You know, you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. (laughs) Because ultimately I, 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 I'm a guide. I, I'm a cheerleader. I'm, I'm a butt kicker at times. My job as a coach is to hold the highest version of you before you, but I can't make you do the work. No, for sure. I can just walk with you. Um, and, and that's, that's just the truth of, of the journey is, um, you have to be willing to do the work if you want the transformation that you desire. Yeah. I know they talk about in nursing about doing, uh, or making like having the patient do 90% of the work, right. And you're just providing the tools and the resources, right. And, and yeah, sometimes it doesn't work that way for nursing. (laughs) But I think coaching yeah. is totally different, right? So, yeah. Honestly, it's not totally different. There are definitely um, clients who don't do the work that they expect yeah. the work to be done for them, yeah. and unfortunately, they don't get the full results that they're looking for. No, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah I find that in nursing too, right? They're expecting, well, this is your job, so you do it for me, right? And it's like, mm. no, you need to do put in the work too, exactly to see the results that you want, right? That's exactly true. And that's the beautiful thing about the coaching relationship is that that's actually set and established at the very beginning that when I, when I go to work with a client, I let them know, like, I'm here as a resource and as a guide and I've got experience and I've got the tools, but this is truly on you. And part, like I, I I say, like a good coach, um, you know, what I do with my clients is I provide support. I provide a system that has, has, has been vetted and I also provide accountability, but I can't do your work for you. You have to be willing to do the work yourself. For sure. Um, What do you say to clients who say they can't afford a life coach at this point in their life? That's always a really interesting question. Um, Here's the thing. I think the truth is, is that we can always afford what we want to afford. Mm, For sure. And what we have a good reason for buying, for investing in, right? And so, 
you know, an, a, a straight example is if your washer or your hot water tank broke, you're going to find the money to fix it. Yeah. And so when I hear that someone isn't sure if they can afford it, it means one of two things. Now, you know, in this day, in this season, it is very true that some mm -hmm. just, just can't, you know, COVID yeah. has been a beast, but yeah. usually it means one of two things. One of them is that, is that they aren't fully sure why they should invest. Okay. Yeah. So maybe they're not quite ready yet. Or they're not, they're not, maybe they're not quite ready or they're not even sure what they're investing in. Yeah. Or they're not convinced that they're going to get the outcome that they desire. Yeah. That when be. somebody tells me that they can't afford it or they're not sure if they can afford it, it's usually one of those two things. They're either unsure that they're going to get the results that they want or they're not fully invested in, yeah. in themselves. So do you kind of give them a... Um, like a, where they have to reach a point where they make a decision, I guess. Here's the thing. I think <laughs> it's really important as a coach that, so my job when, when I am on a call where I'm offering my, my program as a resource to an individual, yeah. my role as a coach is to bring them to the place where they are either making a very empowered yes Okay. to the program and to themselves yeah. or an empowered no. Yeah. Because I don't want to leave somebody in on in the in between. Yeah. Where they're not sure one way or another. That that doesn't serve a potential client at all. Yeah. And so my my job when when I'm I'm offering my resources is to help you come to a, an empowered yes or an empowered no. So that you know why you're saying yes and you are a, a heck yes. Yeah. Or you're saying no and you have a solid and you know why you're saying no and you don't feel like you're in limbo when you say no. Oh, okay. For sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so if somebody says, yes, I, I definitely want to do this, how do, you, um, how do you kind of decide whether you're a good fit with your client or not, your potential client? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what an enrollment conversation is all about, right? Yeah. And so, you know, for me, um, I, my, I work with work-at-home moms, right? And I believe that work-at-home moms should be fully supported. And I have a, a, a handful of different resources that will serve my work-at-home moms. And when I explain, so with all of my, my clients, I take them through a, a four-cornerstone framework. You know, um, the four cornerstone framework is alignment, nurture, momentum, and mastery. And what that means is just really allowing them to understand that where they are and where they want to be, I'm going to guide them through this framework. Now, which program that I use to do that is dependent upon them, right? So yeah. for some of my clients, they, they just want to work on like what we call time mastery. And yeah. that's just a one-off session. And if that's exactly what they need in this time, perfect. Yeah. For some of my clients, it might be a group program that's going to serve them best. And for some that are really like gung-ho, I want to go deep and I want to go far and I want to go now, that's yeah. where working one-on-one -on -one with me is the best place for them. And so throughout the conversation uh, that 
you know, getting to know the client, the potential client, finding out what their needs are, what their desires are, what their pain points are and where they want to end up. That's where I can take what I have to offer and, and try to match them with the best opportunity for them. For sure. And then with that coaching process, how long does that relationship usually last for then? Well, it depends on the client, really. Um, I have, I have again, some of my program, one of my programs is six weeks. One is three, I have two, three months opportunities. I also have a yeah. six month opportunity. Um, but what we do see often is there's some clients that resign, right? So yeah. depending on where they're at, that, that, that relationship could last years. You know, yeah. I know right now I, I've been working with my coach and I will be working with my coach for the next year. And I, I don't intend on stopping that because she's pretty awesome boss, right? Nice. So, um, it, again, it's de completely dependent on um, what the client's needs and desires are. For sure. And I, I, I just thought of this today. It's kind of a weird thought, but I was thinking of life coaches and how in the mid-90s, Oprah had a life coach going through that. Uh, I forget if it was like she hated beef or she was against beef. Do you remember that? And that's how Dr. I don't know. Dr. Phil kind of came about. He was her life coach. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And so I was just thinking, I wonder how much it's changed, right? Since the mid nineties kind of. You know, there, there are a lot of different life coach styles out there. Um, you know, and it, it all depends on what it is that you desire. And it also depends on what it is you're looking for. Right. So like, this is why it's a, like for me, like I work with work at home moms. So it's become who, more mainstream than just celebrities, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You know, and it, it also, again, it depends on what it is you're looking for. You know, there's health coaches and even yeah. in the health coach world, every, there's different, different types of health coaches for different age yeah. groups, you know, different life coaches. You know, I work with work at home moms to help set a foundation that you can build your life on. Whereas you know, I have a, a colleague, she works with stay at home moms yeah. who are just struggling with fatigue. Right. Yeah. Um, I know another coach who she works with parents of LGBTQ children. Right. So there's just, there's a lot of whatever God has put it within us that we're, what fires mm -hmm. us up and impassions us. We yeah, get an opportunity sure. to work with people who desire what's within us to help them move forward in their life so oh, I didn't realize there was so much variety that's good that's cool there's tons of variety yeah so do you find now that you got the motivated person and uh, they're getting they're involved in the coaching process they have a good relationship with you do you find that they still don't follow through on their homework or are you getting good uh, feedback with that it's very <laughs> rare it's very rare um, a motivated client now, keep in mind, coaching is an investment. It is a yeah. financial investment in yourself okay. and in your future. And so it's just like if you buy, hire a personal trainer. I'm the personal trainer for your heart and your soul and your mind, right? Yeah. So you're going to follow through because not only have you invested financially, but you're investing your time and your energy as well. And um, I, I rarely, I, I, I've rarely come up again, up with, up against um, a client who doesn't follow through unless there's something quite significant going on in their life. So yeah, it, sure. it, it's, it's pretty rare. No, that's good. That's awesome. And they, yeah, they might as well use, take, you know, 
make the most of it, right? If they're going to go through that process, right? Exactly. For sure. Um, so what, what has God taught you in this process of becoming a coach and being a coach? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like our, our, our life story, our pain and our circumstances are not without redemption. And the beautiful thing is that as we grow through our own pain, it produces a bridge for somebody else. Yeah. Right. So I may have gone down the gorge and up the other side, but because I've gotten to the other side, there's now a bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity to invite people to learn from what I've already learned yeah. and go faster, further, or further, faster, excuse me. And so for me, I realized that, you know, some of the things that I've learned through this process is that, you know, the fullness of who I am is not expressed merely in motherhood. And because I have embraced that myself, I get to release other women who feel the same way. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I tend to be a little bit of, of a way maker and um, just really encouraging other women that you have purpose, you have a power and you have a potential that has been given to you from the moment that you were born. And you simply have to say yes to the journey and it yeah. will reveal itself. And you know, as I have grown through my process and grown through my journey, I have the privilege of guiding others. And, and, and the fact that burnout, you know, I thought I was going to be in vocational ministry for my career and that has shown to be otherwise. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that I'm done. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and it's just, it's just different now. And, and to be honest, it's, it's far more fulfilling than I could have ever imagined. So yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, when you get, let God kind of lead you what direction to go, right. And what he has in store for you for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What have you learned through this wonderful COVID time? Oh, you know, it's funny. I have actually learned the power of visualization. You know, um, and that, you know, it's just a circumstance. COVID is just a circumstance and it's how we respond to our circumstance that defines us. Yeah. And, you know, um, COVID has forced us all to slow down in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. it's made me reflect on what it is that I really, really desire in my life. Yeah. And through that process, learning how to visualize that, you know, ask and you shall receive, right? And to place before, like, you know, I believe that we've been given the desires of our heart. Like we have the desires in our, in our heart and they're God given. Mm-hmm. And so when we release them back to God, he says, okay, sh- just watch and sh- I'll show you how this is done. Yeah. And sure. the prime example of that is the view behind me. This house is a dream. Nice. It's a total, it's a dream that Tyler and I have been dreaming for 10 years. Awesome. And it happened during COVID, right? Yeah. Which we could have never imagined, but yeah, when we let go and when we let go of how things will come about and just release in faith, it's incredible what can happen. 
for sure. I um, when COVID hit, it was beginning of April, and I was like, yeah, debating whether to do this. And I to talked to you as well, right? And mm -hmm. and Ryan's like, yeah, we're praying about it. And he's like, yeah, go with what what is in your heart, right? So, yeah, yeah. it's been an interesting leap to a different, I don't know, different area, I guess. So absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sure. Um. What does your ideal client look like? So my ideal client is a woman who is actively parenting. She is a solo entrepreneur or a founder and CEO of her own business. Yeah. She works from home and, or she is seriously thinking about working from home, but ultimately she wants to know that she can be financially free. She can be successful. She can build an incredible business without sacrificing her motherhood. Mm. She is a woman who is ready to embrace her hopes and dreams while her kids are still at home, knowing that she doesn't have to wait till her kids are grown. Yeah. So she's motivated um, and just ready to kind of to do this and, and, and see what the freedom of working from home can do for her. And I don't that think is that's, my ideal client. that hasn't been maybe seen as an option that often, right? No, it hasn't. It's definitely an area that I've struggled with it. But as I've embraced the fullness of who I am and my desire to work from home, it's a joy to help other women build a foundation so they can too. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it gives them almost like a yeah third option, right? And instead of just stay-at-home work, now there's the in-between, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be either or. It doesn't have to be either or. We can do both and be successful and confident in both. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as a life coach, you've kind of had to market or brand yourself. Um, is there anything you want to be, um, I guess, known for? I want to be known as a go-to for work at home moms. I want to okay. be known as a woman who releases other women to set the foundation for the life that they desire. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that is truly, yeah, definitely. Um, I want to be an empower for the work at home mom. Awesome. Yeah. Hard to do for sure. Are you thinking, um, um, that that's like the, um, like the biggest obstacle is getting that out of your head, right? That you can do it. I think that it's possible versus having to make a choice, I guess. That's definitely the first part is realizing that you don't have to take the choice, make the choice. The next part is the nuts and bolts of how to make it happen because yes. it yeah. working from home is not for the faint of heart as no. many of us have learned during COVID. Yeah. Um, and it is a lifestyle, right? It is a specific type of lifestyle. And so there are a lot of, this is why, like I, I mentioned the four cornerstones, my master cornerstone is all about the nuts and bolts of how to make this mm. work successfully because there are a lot of, a lot of, pulleys that need to be managed and a lot of yeah. there's there's leverage that needs to be mastered in order to be successful but it is possible yeah and mm -hmm. do you find that you have to in the life coaching do you have to um get the husband on board or the spouse on board that with that too like it has to be a partnership right and so do you have sessions where you have to bring in the spouse to kind of go over uh, some stuff i have never had a session with somebody's spouse oh okay no, no i work I, <laughs> Ultimately, the belief is that like we have to do the work within ourselves and I will always empower and coach my clients in how to bring their husbands on board. Mm. Um, you know, I have been 
completely fortunate and blessed in that I have the biggest cheerleader of a husband ever. Yeah, for sure. He believes in me 100%. Um, and I recognize that not all women do have that. And so, yeah. but you know what? One of the beautiful things about our husbands is that when they're good men, they want us to succeed. Mm-hmm. And when we're able to articulate to our husbands why it is important to us, let's be honest, they melt like jello. right so sometimes it's just a matter that we've never been brave enough to actually express those deep desires in our heart and that's one of the beauty beautiful things that comes out of coaching my clients is that they're able to communicate with their husbands and partner with their husbands in ways that they haven't been able to do before well that's good yeah that's very important for sure and I think, mm-hmm. um, it, I would think nowadays with technology, it should be getting easier and easier to do some of these things like working from home, right? Um, and with Zoom, right? Like, I mean, absolutely, that's, that's such a, a great tool, right? And, but at the same time, of course, there's always uh, problems that come with the technology or changes or sometimes you seem more busy, right? I don't know, but yeah. Um, I don't think I'm more busy. I actually, um, I work typically from only nine to two every day. Okay. Um, now some days today is a little bit different cause I, I have some stuff going on in the rest of the week. So this has been a really full day, but yeah. I get to make my own schedule. Nice. I am in control of, of how I utilize and invest my time, which means that I don't have to be busy. Yeah. I haven't, um, I don't know if I've reached that point yet in, uh, setting hours, but just because I have a shift work schedule also so that it's hard yeah. to work around it for sure. But Maybe one yeah. day. <laughs> mm, maybe sooner than you thought. Yeah, you never know for sure. Um, what What is the biggest obstacle that you've had to overcome in the coaching part of it then? The biggest obstacle I've had to overcome is myself and my belief, my belief in myself and my ability to make the impact that my heart desires to. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I think um, even though we know that, you know, we're worthy. We don't necessarily believe it. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand and, and believe in our, in ourselves, within ourselves and, and believe in what we've been given to give to the world in order to really see the impact and growth that we want to see. Um, and the, the truth of the matter is, is that as we buy into our own worth set point, our ability and, and receive the the truth that we are beautifully and wonderfully made. Yeah. As we grow in our own understanding of worth, that increases our capacity to receive more of what God has to give, including clients, including impact, including um, reach. Yeah, for sure. But in we, we can't we cannot give more than we can receive, and so definitely my biggest obstacle has been myself. Yeah. And, and growing in my own understanding of who I am and, yeah. and, and who God has made me to be. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, I found it to be an interesting process, especially going from like the public sector to all of a sudden, like a private one where you have a little more freedom, right? To do what you want and, and market yourself and learn more about yourself, right? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, you're not following, um, I guess what your, what your typical job or career would look like, you get to make 
um, that your own, right? And decide. So exactly. Yeah. exactly. And that's the beauty of being a, a founder of my own business and a solo mm-hmm. entrepreneur. For sure. That's awesome. Um, this is a weird, a weird question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are your three favorite books right now? Ooh, I love to read. I am, I'm, oh my goodness. Okay. My three favorite books right now. Um, well, one of them is called Call to Rain by Lee Tetlin. Okay. And that one is about, um, really living from a kingdom mindset. And so what does it mean to be a child of God and live from that place? So that's in, in the spiritual realm. That's my favorite book right there. Cool. Um, in terms of, so, um, finances, um, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Okay. I think I've heard of that one. I, that has really helped me change my thinking in, in how money works. Um, so definitely love, love, love that one. And number three, mm, that's a hard one. What do I want to choose? Oh, I, I don't even know. There's so many. <laughs> I've been uh, sorely lacking in reading because the library hasn't been open, right? And mm. so they've just been whatever is actually in the library, right? Which, so any of the titles I've searched are in other libraries. So I'm waiting for the library to open up again and can start reading again for sure absolutely yeah yeah I just moved unfortunately I just moved and so normally like my bookshelf is just outside the camera view and I could have just like glanced over and let you know (laughs) but they're all still packed away in boxes so yeah (laughs) and I never I never buy any books or keep them in my house because I'm planning to leave in a year so I'm trying to get rid of stuff in my house so yeah Mm -hmm. for sure well, that's about all the questions I guess I have for now. Do you have any comments or questions for me? Um, no, I don't think so. I think that if anybody would like to get a hold of me, um, yeah. you can definitely find me on Facebook under Jessica Fox Coaching. And okay. if you are a founder or CEO of your own business and a work-at-home mom, yeah. um, I do have a group on Facebook calling called Thriving Work-at-Home Mamas, and you're mm-hmm. welcome to join me there as well, for sure. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And you have lots of awesome posts and great things to say. So. Yeah. You're part of the group. That's right. So yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. Perfect. Well, I won't hold you up too much for the rest of your day. Cause I know you're an hour ahead of me. So, <laughs> and you have children. It sounds like maybe waiting to do something with you. I don't know. I think we're going to go swimming. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to come and um, yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been a pleasure. And um, yeah, totally. Thank you so much. No problem. All right. You have a good rest of the day. Awesome. Thanks, Ruthie. Thanks. The purpose of this podcast is to introduce myself, financial coach Ruthie, to you so that if you feel like you're stressed out or reaching the breaking point in your financial health, and you feel like you're not reaching your goals, if you feel like you need a listener who can understand your situation and be your cheerleader and guide in your unique journey, know that you can start today by booking your complimentary 15-minute consultation. Just go to www.financialresuscitationwithruthie.com.